Jim Lowe, and I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald, which I've been for about 10 years. Each week I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts. And I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts Section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Okay, this is George Nostrand, uh, the Rutland Herald Times Argus podcast engineer. It is Thursday, February 7th, and I'm here with uh, Mr. Jim Lowe, our arts editor, and he's going to give us a quick rundown of what our section is going to look like this weekend. Take it away, Jim. Hi, George. This week, like last week, we have a very diverse section, and it starts getting really diverse right on the cover. On one hand, we have Vermont Philharmonic, which is the state's oldest community orchestra, and they're showing off virtuosity among a couple of Vermonters. Young, one is the young cellist from Burlington, Emily Tobel, who is a real pro, and she's doing the Dvorak Concerto with them in Barrie, Colchester, and Greensboro, but also is 17-year-old young pianist who is going to play the first movement of a Mozart concerto named Joseph Wu. And he won, a, won the prize to do this. So it's young and old, and it's fabulous music. And on the other hand, on the front page also is a art review called Rutland Real and Imagined. It's photographs of Rutland some real and some not, and it's fantastic. Victoria Crane has done a wonderful job of bringing together these photos, which are on exhibit at the Alley Gallery in Rutland. But that only touches the surface of the section this week. Also on the back, we have another juxtaposition. We have Vermont, Vermont Dance Alliance's Winter Gala, which is going on in Greensboro, and this is Vermont professional dancers, believe it or not. There is such a thing, and they are excellent. I have seen them, written about them, and so on. But also on the same page is a discussion of Shakespeare's most difficult or at least controversial play, The Merchant of Venice, which is being produced in Plainfield. And inside you have top-notch chamber music, you have uh, the opening of the Discover Jazz Festival in Burlington. The details are there, being announced by us for the first time. Cool. So it's pretty heavy duty. That sounds like a packed section. There's something for almost everyone. All right, great. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it this weekend. Thanks a lot, Jim. You're welcome. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. Today, I'm going to share with you a quick interview I did with Nick Grandchamp uh, last fall when we were putting together some of the pilots for this new podcast. Uh, we didn't get a chance to really get it out there, so we're going to uh, rebroadcast it again today for our friend Nick. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. 
Today, my special guest is Nick Grandchamp, who is releasing a new album with his current project, Nick Grandchamp and the People Watchers. The album is entitled Time Out. Let's take a listen to part of the opening track, Back Around. a quick listen to back around the first track off of Nick Grandchamp and the People Watchers new album uh, what's the title of the album again? it's, it's called um, Time Out right? Time Out yep. <laughs> yeah I almost okay. forgot <laughs> and uh, so Nick is here uh, and uh, we're going to chat a little bit about the album and his band and uh, a couple other things uh, music wise so uh, for starters let, uh, tell me who who are the People Watchers who else is in the band so essentially um the People Watchers is a collective of musicians. Um, so when I started, after Get a Grip broke up in December, I wanted to kind of do um, a project that I didn't have to have set members. Mm-hmm. So that's why the name, my my name's kind of in there, like Nick Grandchamp and the People Watchers. So right. I did that purposely to kind of work with many people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, ha- when you kind of like have a name of a band, like you kind of right. sometimes are, you know, a lot of people are like, all right, these people are in this band. And I purposely kind of did uh, the People Watchers so revolving people can come in but um i can definitely want to give credit to the people who played on this record yeah, so, who, so are the, who are some of the people um, that are on the work so rustin my good friend played drums on uh the record my f- good friend chris macy played um bass on the record and also did some other dr- drum tracks Chris, Sean, and Dom did some additional vocals, and uh, Sarah, my friend Sarah, did a lot of uh, vocals as well. And so how, how are the people watchers different than Get a Grip? Sound wise, um, yeah, no. Um, so essentially, like I've always, I've always had a love for um, all subgenres of punk and hardcore, and um, the sound of the People Watchers is more of a kind of a, a classic sound. Where hardcore is kind of more gruffy and edgy, and to the point where the People Watchers is kind of more, I don't want to say musically inclined, but there's definitely more melody and, and structure. Um, lyrics are kind of more personal mm-hmm. for this record, for me anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way more personal than a lot of the stuff um, I was even writing for Get a Grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a lot of like call and response and group singing parts too. It's pretty- yeah, yeah. Um, we really, I really, when I was writing these songs, um, I really wanted to kind of make a diverse 
sound of like all my favorite bands kind of mixed into one and I really wanted to focus on rhythms and like catchy parts. I wrote the whole, most of the album uh, last winter when it was kind of um, really snowy and cold in New England. And um, so if you, if you listen through the record, you'll see where, like, <laughs> the cabin fever kicks in, so, right. so to speak. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, like, that first track, is it's a, kind of amazing because I was listening to it. It's, it's only two minutes long, but it has, like, three different distinct sections to it. And uh, so how do, you, how do you write something like that, or is there... Is that just kind of a? Oh, um, yeah. I, I, um, when I was in high school, to make this quick, I was really about the, the main riff, verse, chorus, verse, bridge type setup. I was really about that. And as I've kind of gotten older, I decided that like, just let the song be what it is. Like, what if if it does have that structure, cool. If not, so like that first song's definitely um, like three three parts that I wrote that. Um, I, I liked a lot and I just kind of mended them in together and the lyrics kind of felt the way the song was for me. And um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, it's not really much of a structure, but it's a song in a, in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so definitely... Some of the fun. tracks, some of the tracks, I also heard that you have like sound, some different sound effects or noises and different things like that. Was that new to you, or is that something you've done in the past? Yeah, um, it, I definitely experimented uh, experimented with a lot of different stuff like that, and Phil was great, kind of helping me with ideas and stuff, and um, kind of because as you know, like when you're in the studio, you can overthink so much stuff. And, and I think it was like trying new stuff, but also not spending all day on one small idea. And essentially I think I, we accomplished uh, doing little tricks throughout the album. I'm kind of known to just have an idea in its real raw form and just go into the studio. So I think the beauty is just kind of those tricks throughout just randomly. <laughs> And how, how long did you spend in the studio on this oh, album? Oh, wow. So this was the first record in like my musical journey, I would say, that I really wanted to take time. Mm -hmm. So we started in early June, and we just finished up a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I didn't go every day, obviously, but like I didn't want to feel like I had a time limit on because these, these songs were definitely more personal, and I wanted to kind of take the time to do them. And even though it's been a big build since, you know, winter time, I think it was worth it, you know. Cool. Do you have any live shows coming up with this band, or is this more of a studio band that you do? So right now, the idea is, and I have a lot of friends that want to help out and I want to do play live but really after 15 years of being in like super active bands and touring a lot I really wanted to just take this project and really write these songs and so right now I'm already writing another record so um, 
I'm still in a, I'm still playing a lot in a band in Burlington called Sink or Swim, so I'm kind of getting my kicks through live shows through that. Mm-hmm. And this like project, the People Watchers, has kind of become my like main baby, so to speak. Where I really want to just like I want to write good songs, and if the shows come later, that's good. But like the first goal is like when I do play a lo- which is gonna happen in time, I want like all the songs to be like. I'm happy with, mm-hmm. you know. Super tight. And, yeah, I don't want to yeah. rush a sec. I've been in right. so many bands where it's like, all right, write six songs so we can play. Right. You know, I, right. I don't want that. I want, I want to write two records and then pick eight songs that I really like out of both records and and play them live. If people want to hear this album, they can wait till December for the party, or apparently it's online now. So where, yeah. where do people go to get the album online? You can go to bandcamp.com and type in Nick Grandchamp and the People Watchers, and it will pop up. And um, if you actually Google my name, there's actually four or five um, websites that have already done like reviews and interviews with me. So cool. if you type in uh, Nick Grandchamp and the People Watchers on Google, you'll see those sites pop up too. So. You have stock in the Rutland Herald because you've gotten so many articles in the paper, right? <laughs> all thanks to you and the firm believer of all music in uh, the Rutland area. I really appreciate it, George. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks so much. It's, I'm really it's a great glad. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. I'm really excited to hear yours, too. Which maybe I can interview you on yeah, this podcast. We'll see. I'm serious about that.